Welcome to Ripe Hour, a podcast about everyday retreats. My name is Eddie Keenan. I am a retreat guide and transformation coach. I'm speaking to you from Santa Fe, New Mexico, USA. On last week's episode, we dug into this practice of bringing awareness to the signs, the messages which appear in your life and taking inspired action based on what you intuitively read as a strong affirmation that you're on the right track or perhaps a clear signal that a shift is needed, a reconsideration, a new path forward. So if you haven't had the chance to take a listen, highly recommend that one when you get the chance. On this week's episode, I want to discuss this idea of bravery, especially as it applies to living an authentic life on your terms. And this includes, of course, taking the bold leaps and taking necessary risks in order to build a life you love. So this notion of bravery, courage, doesn't get enough attention, I feel strongly, which is why I am speaking about it now. You know, I pride myself on leading my life with authority and breaking down that word authority as a writer, as an avid journaler, I am the author of my life, right? So carrying authority, modeling authority in your own life really comes down to the essence of creation. You are actively creating your own life. Life isn't what happens to you as you're getting through the day-to-day responsibilities and obligations and keeping your head above water. Sure, there are times where that is, survival is uh, the most you can handle, and that's so valid and real. That said... One big theme that I want to bring not only to this podcast and also my practice is this idea of leading your life with heart in order to create and build a life you love. And so this this notion of being a creator, being an author, and making decisions that are grounded in a sense of 
confidence and humility and ultimately out of a place of true vision. The reality is, as I discuss on the first episode and in the description of this podcast, we live in noisy times. We live in incredibly loud, noisy times. And from my point of view, not only do I fully expect that will be the case for quite some time to come, I also firmly believe things will only get louder, especially as we continue hurtling toward what seems at this point an inevitable climate catastrophe. Now I, I share that not out of doom and gloom and not out of fear, panic, anxiety. For me, that backdrop, as well as all of the various things competing for our precious attention and time. It's actually a big test, a big challenge to practice being aware of the noise, being aware of the the chaos in the collective and walking with peace, walking with clarity as you move through your life is a challenge. It's something I'm certainly still working on. The bottom line though is a series of questions I'd say that I kind of prompt myself routinely in my writing practice and when I'm on walks or hikes or skiing or moving my body. Uh, this is kind of like a current of consideration, if you will, on an ongoing basis. So I want to kind of share these questions with you in the hope of perhaps inspiring some of my listeners to Consider asking yourself these questions, checking in with yourself to ensure that you are living with authority and you are, you know, on the right track of making the necessary decisions, taking the necessary risks and bold leaps to live a meaningful life on your terms, a life that you love, a life where you lead with heart. So on that note, one big question that I often ask myself is, does this feel true? Does this feel true to me? Now, (laughs) this one may seem simple. The thing is though, 
you could be the most clear-minded, grounded person. Thinking that all the ideas, expectations, conditioning, stigma, cultural conditioning, values, shared societal values, even all of that. You could be that person and still struggle (laughs) with the answer to this question. Is this true to me? Does this feel true? And this meaning this decision this activity, this behavior, this relationship, this job, this place I live, this habit, this routine, this declaration, this communication, this argument, this conversation, the list goes on. And really the basis of kind of answering this question, which to be clear, right, like can be fluid. We are dynamic creatures, complex creatures, living a a life that demands change and growth, whether we like it or not. And so we're always shifting, always evolving, right? And so uh, I, I find in my own life, there's never a static answer, an unmovable answer that is just always the case. I find that it's necessary for me to check in with myself routinely as a practice as I continue to evolve and shift. That's not to say that, you know, my values and principles, you know, those aren't really shifting. Perhaps I'm learning more about myself as I grow for sure. Uh, That said, I think it's more about like a honing and refining and and some expansion as well, yet not a complete overhaul of my values and principles. That said, this idea of being true to yourself kind of all comes down to an inner clarity. What does that mean? What does inner clarity mean? Really what that boils down to for me is your voice. Your voice is the source of inner clarity. When I say voice, I don't necessarily just mean your, you know, verbal spoken aloud voice. I mean that in addition to your inner voice, your spiritual voice, your emotional voice, social voice, sexual voice, philosophical voice, religious voice, professional voice, all of these are components of your quote unquote voice. And they all may be at different (laughs) points in their development, 
that's all totally natural. I find that development and change of growth is certainly, you know, not linear. Uh, progress can be uneven. <laughs> that's been certainly true in my life. So in thinking through voice, there's lots of ways to practice being in tune with your, your voice. All of which serve this ongoing answer to the question, is this true to me? Does this feel true to me? So I want to kind of talk through some of the practices that perhaps may benefit you in honing your voice, refining your voice, bringing awareness to your voice. Now I mentioned writing as a practice of mine. I recognize though that modality, that activity may not be everyone's cup of tea. And I appreciate that. Writing necessarily isn't everyone's strong suit. So I actually want to discuss a couple other ways to practice knowing your voice, understanding your voice, and, and ultimately honing your voice. The other big way this comes up is in conversation, in relationship. And I mean any and all conversations, any and all relationships. So whether that's a good friend of yours, whether it's a husband, wife, significant other, boyfriend, girlfriend, someone you're dating, perhaps it's work-related, uh, a coworker, a peer, a boss, your employer, the person responsible for your pay and promotions and all that. Could be a neighbor, someone in your community, someone you're you know, out of necessity need to work with on a, a project, a venture, an initiative, regardless of who it may be, with every single interaction, every single conversation, it's an opportunity for you to bring forth your true voice, your authentic voice. And again, it's, I don't see voice as a monolith, right? There's not like one singular voice. I do believe like we all contain multitudes. We're complex creatures and our voice is made up of several different parts. That said, there's an opportunity again with every interaction, whether you're interacting with someone, uh, you know, a retail person, like a clerk at a store perhaps, or a server at a restaurant. There's an opportunity for you to show up, one, for yourself, 
bringing awareness and mindfulness to, you know, where you're at that day, that moment. Maybe your blood sugar's low. Maybe you had a fight with someone the day before, earlier that morning. Maybe you're just grumpy. Maybe you didn't sleep well. Maybe you haven't been feeling sick. Maybe you had a gigantic calzone for dinner and breakfast, and you're just feeling a little bit off. You got some brain fog, maybe a stomach ache, whatever it may be. You have the choice to... Call forth your high self. And what I mean by that is the person that leads with love. And again, we're imperfect <laughs> creatures. We all have our moments. That's okay. It's part of being human. Yet this ongoing practice of one, being aware of where you're at and perhaps, you know, trying to avoid projecting, taking out what's going on in your life, your inner world on that person you're interacting with. That's a, a big one. And two, in this interaction, in this conversation, whatever it may be, using that moment, that exchange as an opportunity to further understand, further acknowledge and further hone your voice. So what I mean by that is every interaction we have, every exchange we have is an opportunity to challenge yourself to lead that interaction with authority and to treat that other person and interact with that person out of a place of, of love and, and truth, your own truth. When I say authority, I feel authority has the stigma to it, right? Because we think of like, you know, I don't like authority or I don't like rules or authority has this kind of heaviness to it. What I offer you, though, what I invite you to think about is reframing this notion of authority in your daily life. Because authority is something we model and carry with us. It's how we show up for ourselves and how we show up for others. It's not simply limited to a certain status or authority. I see authority as actively in your day-to-day -day activities, exchanges, conversations, interactions. Authority is a way for you to show up and model your true voice, your authentic voice. And again, leading from a place of love and honesty. So all that is kind of exploring this one question around, is this true for me? 
Does this ring true? Does this feel true to me? So we kind of discussed a bit about, you know, conversations, interactions, one bringing your awareness to your voice first, and that includes mood, attitude, blood sugar levels. I know for me, when I'm hungry, I am not my best self and my interactions kind of sometimes suffer because of it. And that's on me. <laughs> so I'm trying to be better about that when I'm hangry. There's another whole domain, another whole realm where this, is this true question applies. And this is one of my favorite topics. I mean, difficult conversations and conversations, certainly one of my favorites. Another big one though is around decision-making, decision-making and also risk-taking. I believe that, you know, life is full of choices. Life is full of decisions and, you know, to live a a meaningful life that's rooted in your authority, rooted in your truth, an authentic life that you love, where you lead with love and passion, is one where you make calculated risks, necessary risks. Now, there might be some listeners who are thinking, I'm not a risky person. I don't like taking risks. Fair. What I want to offer you, though, is this this term that's used in, in economics, and I think it really applies here in this conversation quite well, which is opportunity cost. Opportunity cost. What does what does that mean? What does opportunity cost mean? The thrust of it is this. With any given decision, any choice in life, personal, professional, spiritual, whatever it may be, with every single choice, there is opportunity cost associated. This means that for all the other scenarios, choices that you didn't choose, that you didn't select, there are costs associated with the path not taken, essentially the road not taken to offer a little poetry in there. Now, I think this plays out in in certain ways, right? People, you know, sometimes refer to this kind of as like, you know, considering what could have been, right? Uh, You know, thinking back, usually this is framed in like the, uh, the theme of like regret, right? Like, oh, just thinking about how my life could have turned out had I done X, Y, Z, had I not, you know, married that person, taken that job, moved to that place and all that stuff. Rather than like this like kind of shame cycle of regret and like second guessing yourself, I think there's a more empowering way of a life affirming way to think about and bring awareness to opportunity cost as it relates to risk taking, as it relates to decision making. I want to offer you this. There's a lot of opportunity cost and a lot of risk associated with inaction. (laughs) 
And this, I feel, does not get remotely enough attention in people's lives. Understandably, over the course of the pandemic, right, people have been in it, going through it in a major way, needless to say. That said, though, even before the pandemic, you know, people get complacent. (laughs) I've had periods of complacency in my life. People, you know, we're kind of hardwired, our survival instincts, our reptilian brain is, is sort of hardwired around comfort and safety. The known, the familiar, right? And so we do have to kind of overcome in a way this primal instinct of veering into the unknown, veering into the uncomfortable. That said, from my perspective, a a full, meaningful life is all about taking risks, calculated risks. I don't mean risky behavior all the time. I do mean intentional risks that you make every so often, whatever that means to you, to get you where you're going and, and, and truly live your life on your terms with authority and, and to lead with love and create and build your life out of a place of love. So we talked about conversations, interactions on this thread of decision-making and risk-taking. Does this feel true to me? Is this true for me? I challenge you with, you know, any, just thinking through any of the decisions perhaps that you've made recently, you're in the process perhaps of, of making, of entertaining, you know, the process of decision-making can sometimes last years, right? So any decisions you made recently, any decisions that you are kind of in the throes of making and the process of making, or perhaps any decisions that you know you need to kind of make, but maybe you're putting off, <laughs> I can relate to that. So regardless of where you may be at, I, I encourage you right now to select one. Select one decision. This could be important for you with regard to your professional life, financial life. This decision could be related to a relationship, a friendship, a romantic relationship. This could be related to your family, your friends your spiritual life, a habit, routine, a way of living, a way of showing up for yourself. It could be an emotional decision to make peace, offer forgiveness, clear the air, have a difficult, necessary conversation. So regardless of what you choose, 
there, and there may be several on your mind. I know several come to my mind. Choose one. Choose one decision. And again, this could be a retroactive one, one that you already made, or one you're in the throes of making, or one that you need to make at some point, <laughs> even if that's years from now, right? So once you have that decision made, and again, just for this moment, this exercise, just pick one. And I just want you to think through for a moment, starting with, I decide, I decide, I decide to, thinking through a decision in this scenario. So it could, could be one that you've already made or one that in this moment is coming up as the one that rings the most true to you. So just frame it in your mind, either, you know, in your thoughts right now, like I decide, I decide to, or perhaps you want to jot it down. But if you're driving or exercising or meditating, just think about what's coming up for you in this moment. Thinking about all the factors at play, the people involved, anything that might be at stake, perhaps any opportunity costs of inaction or another option, formulate right now the remaining part of the sentence, I decide, I decide to. Okay. Now, focus on what you just thought, what you just said. Perhaps you said it out loud. Maybe you just thought it. Maybe you jotted it down. Focus on that, that sentence you just declared. I decide, I decide to. What I invite you to do now, again, just kind of, maybe you're repeating it a few times in your head. Maybe you're just really thinking about all that is involved with that particular selection, that particular decision. What I invite you to do now is check in with your body. Check in with your voice. Perhaps you need to repeat it a few times to really turn up the volume, so to speak, on how you're feeling, how that is reverberating perhaps through your body. Maybe in thinking through this decision that you just declared, perhaps you're feeling some bit of openness in your chest. Maybe there's a spike in discomfort, anxiety. Maybe you have a tingling sensation somewhere else in your body. Maybe you feel like a tightness around your throat. Perhaps some apprehension about saying that out loud at a certain point if you're sharing that decision with someone else. Maybe it's a bit of freedom 
in your head, your headspace. Maybe your your head feels a bit open. Or even maybe your back feels a little bit lighter. Like you've loosened a load a, a bit, right? A burden has been somewhat removed. So again, whether that's a decision you, you already made or when you're in the process of making, just thinking through what you said, I decide, I decide to. Checking with your body, how do you, how is that decision showing up for you in, in your body? Any sensations you may feel or have right now? After you've had a moment to check in with your body, I want you to come back to this question. Is this true? Does this feel true to me? So again, think through your decision through this lens of, does this feel true? Is this true to me? Now, as you're doing that, I want to share like a couple ways in which you can further hone in. Perhaps if you're feeling a little bit lost right now, you know, intuition, instinct, it shows up in, in many different ways depending on the person, right? Some people are really in touch with their intuition. Some people are gifted and like can channel intuition in a really strong way. Others might have, you know, a strong instinct, right? Like a strong gut, gut feeling. If you are on this kind of like, you know, I, I shoot from the hip. I kind of trust my gut. What is your gut telling you right now? What is your core telling you right now about this decision and whether or not it's true for you? And I encourage you to kind of cast aside for a moment any reactions perhaps you anticipate, any perceived judgments or criticism you may anticipate in making this decision and sharing it with the people in your life, your loved ones, people in your professional sphere, whatever that may be people throughout your network that maybe hear about this decision, right? Kind of put that aside for now. Try to put that aside. The main consideration here is your voice, your sense of authority, being the author of your life. How does this ring for you? Does this ring true? Does this decision ring true for you? A couple of signs perhaps that might indicate that that bell's being rung. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Talked about maybe a sense of relief. 
maybe a sense of like just peace or relaxation has like come over you or maybe you just feel maybe your your stomach feels a little bit more settled your your mind your your head feels a bit more at ease a bit more relieved maybe your chest or your throat feels uh warm perhaps even even electric maybe there's some excitement you may be even feeling a bit of like adrenaline around uh, that fire that clarity like your body your nervous system all of your body systems are reacting maybe to this decision if any of those things are happening that may be a really good sign that the decision that you stated either in your head out loud on paper just now rings true for you and i encourage you in the event that maybe you're like listen eddie (laughs) this is all well and good i'm not feeling anything in my body (laughs) i don't know i'm not sure yet that's okay Again, decision-making, risk-taking is a process, right? And so perhaps if you didn't get a clear message, uh, your inner voice, your body, your soul didn't kind of speak to you, uh, that's okay. And that's perfectly like fine and valid. I encourage you to do this practice maybe once a day, a few times a week, whatever that may be to check back in, you know, one big obstacle to feeling our intuition and knowing and trusting that something is true for us is all the burden we carry with regard to the mental load, the psychological load, the emotional load of the conditioning, the expectations that, whether you like it or not, influence us in some way. Perhaps it's this comfort zone, this complacency, this primal longing for safety and the familiar and the known that's maybe clouding your intuition, your instincts in this moment. Again, this is like... (laughs) my life's work and and perhaps it's yours too what i mean by that is this is one of the biggest battles <laughs> to face to cut out all the noise all the expectations all the perceived reactions and judgment and criticism outside of you and put aside in your inner world all of the things that really aren't your high self meaning checking your fear checking your anxiety checking limiting beliefs maybe you have about yourself and what's possible within your own life right those are all a part of your your inner world But again, casting that aside, casting aside all the external noise and conditioning to really dive deep into your most truthful (laughs) voice, 
whether you like to think of it as like your high self or your, your true voice, whatever it may be, bringing this all back to the sense of authority. Are you an authority in your life right now? Do you feel like you're authoring, you're in control of your life right now? Do you have a vision, a dream, a goal, which you're actively pursuing, even if that's a long range goal that takes a long time to get to, are you carrying with you an inner fire, a clear vision, a clear goal, a clear dream? Are you grounded? And I mean that generally speaking, we all have our days and (laughs) there are seasons to our lives. Ultimately, though, are you are you grounded? Are you rooted? Do you feel at peace with where you are at in your life? Even if that change, that dream, that vision you're after is still a long ways out, are you making progress? And are you feeling firmly rooted in the steps you're taking each and every day? Are you enjoying the ride? <laughs> is one of my favorite questions. Are you enjoying the ride? What I mean by that is, are you prioritizing your joy? A lot of people don't think about joy as something that should be prioritized. (laughs) I'm here to tell you, It should be, and you deserve to prioritize your joy. Are you building in moments in your days, in your weeks that are simply for you to enjoy yourself, for you to enjoy your body, for you to enjoy an experience? Are you? If you nodded ferociously, yes, amazing. If you are like, "Mm, I don't think so. Or I I don't think I remember the last time I laughed. I don't, I don't can't remember the last time I carved out some time for myself. I challenge you, whether you're a busy single parent, busy professional going through, you know, a medical crisis, what have you, you can still carve out five minutes, 10 minutes for a bit of joy today. So again, thinking through all these questions, all of these can help answer, is this true? Does this feel true to me? Again, this is a practice. So I highly recommend If over the course of listening to this episode, if you're still feeling a bit lost or like I'm not feeling it in my body or, you know, nothing you're saying is resonating, that's perfectly fine. (laughs) That is perfectly fine. Again, this is one of the most challenging uh, exercises, practices to engage with 
in one's life. <laughs> this is some tough shit. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not here to fucking bullshit you. This ain't easy. That said, your truest life, your most authentic life, your brightest, fullest, most sexy life depends on this practice, depends on being grounded, depends on having the clarity, having the vision, having the dream, having the goal that's aligned with your high self, that's aligned with your innermost truth, that aligns with that voice, your deep, true voice within. So regardless of where you are at today or whenever you may be listening to this podcast, a big takeaway again is just... Am I living with authority? (laughs) Am I showing up for myself out of a place of authority? Am I showing up in conversation, in interactions, in relationships with others out of a place of authority? And again, what I mean here in this context is not being right (laughs) or above someone else or proving something to yourself or others. Really what it's about is this inner knowing, this inner clarity of understanding what means the most to you. That well, that deep well of your inner truth, your truest voice, that is your well. (laughs) That is your, I'd argue outside of time, your most powerful resource is that inner well, that fire, that clarity, that peace that comes from a place that is most true for you and leading the life that you want to lead out of a place of love, out of a place of passion, out of a place of abundance. And again, if this is feeling or landing for you in a, in a way that's a bit too wooey, a bit too like, what are you talking about, Eddie? One simple takeaway from all this is like, trust your gut, trust your gut, right? If that resonates with you more, take that away from this, this episode, this conversation. Are you trusting your gut? That's the same thing. That's the same thing that gets down to authority, your inner authority, your inner truth. I know for me that my life is only made richer, fuller, more meaningful, more exciting because of the decisions I've made, the big decisions I've made, the bold leaps I've taken, the risks I've taken. Because ultimately all of those decisions, the big ones, that I've made in my life, there are a small handful, 
they've been made from a place of authority of inner truth, inner knowing, inner clarity, casting aside all other people's expectations, all other people's opinions, perceived judgments, perceived criticism. Internal battles, internal fear, internal anxiety, a voice within that says, it wants to keep you small. All that shit is noise. It's all noise. It's all chatter. And it's all standing in the way of you living a life you love. Again, we're all human. We all wrestle with this stuff and we have our moments, right? There are seasons to life. We have our low points. All that being said, engaging in this practice, engaging in this exercise on a routine basis, and that may mean once a month for you. That's perfectly fine. Engaging in this routine practice of checking in Am I living my life out of a place of authority? Am I aware of what rings true for me, to me, in your interactions, in your decisions, in your risk-taking? This is your deepest well. (laughs) Again, outside of time, I'd say time is your most precious resource, but this well, this inner well, is a powerful force in your life. Tapping into this well will make you more content, more at peace with the life that you're leading. Full stop. And again, this shows up in different ways for different people. So perhaps it's when you're walking. Walking in nature is when you are really able to tap into this inner source, this inner well of of truth, of authority, personal authority. Perhaps it's in a hot spring. Maybe it's working out at the gym. Maybe it's when you're preparing a really lovely meal for yourself or others. Listening to the ocean, maybe working out, doing an intense weight workout. Maybe it's when you're lying on the couch or in your favorite chair under a blanket. Whatever circumstances help you get there, Prioritize that. Bake that into your schedule. Put it above other things. (laughs) Really. Carving out that time to tap into your inner well in in a state when you feel joyful or peaceful or alive so that you can have this inner conversation. You can check in with your body and kind of bring awareness to
am I an authority in my life in this moment, in this way? Does this decision ring true for me? Because you fucking deserve it. And we all deserve cherishing that time above most else, right? Because if we're not carving out time, some amount of time per month to do this work, the costs are really fucking high. Whether you want to admit it or not, the cost of staying in your comfort zone is really fucking high. The cost of living a life for others' approval is really fucking high. The cost of staying in your lane, your safe, comfortable, known, familiar lane for an extended period of time is really fucking high. The cost of letting fear stand in your way is really fucking high. So with all that in mind, I hope I lit or or maybe added some more kindling to the a fire within you or maybe made you, you know, think about decision-making interactions in a, in a new way today. And I'll leave you with this. There's no shortage of challenges, obstacles that vary person to person. You know, the cards you're dealt, the unexpected crises that come your way, the loud noise that continues to ratchet up, the volume continues to get turned up on just various shit going on in the world, in your community. That's not going to change. It's a part of the human experience and it's a part of being alive in 2022 and beyond. That's not going to change. What can change, though, is how you choose to respond, how you choose to show up for yourself, how you choose to show up for others. That is within your reach. You are fully empowered and fully responsible for how you respond. The biggest gift you can give yourself is to either strengthen and expand your practice or start a practice of tapping into that inner well, tapping into that sense of authority from a place that is grounded from a place of peace, from a place of love in in vision of how you want to lead your life and create your life for yourself and, and with those around you. You deserve it. And perhaps in the past couple years, 
this practice or this priority has fallen by the wayside. Perhaps you maybe have never had a practice like this in your life. That's all good. (laughs) That's valid. That's totally okay. The one takeaway from this is carve out some time. Even if it's a couple minutes a day to check in with yourself, how you're showing up for yourself, how you're showing up for others. And really feel into, sense into, is this true? Does this feel true to me? How am I showing up? Is this the life I want to lead? Because at the end of the day, all this allows you to activate your inner coach. I firmly believe I am my own best friend and I am my own best coach. And that's what I want to imbue in my practice and on this podcast and inspire others to do is be their own best friend and be their own best coach. Because at the end of the day, the only person that can tap into that deep inner well of truth, that deep inner well of personal authority is you. All right, y'all, that wraps today's episode. Thanks so much again for tuning in. Please take care, be well, and stay tuned for next time. Bye.